If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. From October 1996, when this site first went live until the acquisition in July 2017, the website bankrate.com drove 8.4 million monthly visits organically. That's a total traffic value of over $30.6 million. You might be wondering, what does that mean, Ross? What, what does that actually mean to me? What it means is, if you wanted to generate as much traffic as Bankrate generates today for free from Google, you would have to spend $30 million every single month. $30 million in PPC, pay-per-click advertising, to capture the amount of traffic that they're generating organically. That's a lot of value. And they were able to do it over the last few years of creating content that shaped an industry. This is a story of a company that has gained so much popularity just by being the tour guide, so to speak, of the money world. Or as they like to call it, a financial compass guiding savers and spenders through the twists and turns of their financial journey. Think about it. When you're curious about how the housing market will shape up in 2024, 2025, whenever you're listening to these words, or when you're trying to understand what an ESG dividend stock might be and promises high yields, or maybe you're trying to figure out how to maximize your RRSP or TFSA or 401k, where do you go? You guessed it, the internet. The vast majority of people will go to the internet to first understand and get the foundations, the understanding of a certain concept. They'll go to various videos, they'll go to blog posts, they'll go to the internet to learn. For many of, many of us, whether we like to believe it or not, the internet is a key source of financial knowledge and insight. And one of the companies that have made the internet such a great spot to get that info is Bankrate. Even though Bankrate existed long before the introduction of the internet, they transitioned successfully and now punch hard in the online space. Here are some of the hard facts to continue to paint this picture so you get a glimpse into their ability to create an SEO moat and their ability to truly own the internet. Bankrate currently has over 17 million backlinks. What does that mean? It means there's 17 million moments in websites and pages on the internet or instances on the internet where someone is linking to a blog post, an article, a research piece, or a webinar, or something that the Bankrate team has produced. They have 3.1 million keywords in which they rank for. What does that mean? It means there are 3.1 million different words that you can type into Google, and if you type them in, it's very likely that Bankrate will show up. Their domain score, according to many, is higher than the average website. What does that mean? It means that it is one of the most trusted websites in the world. But how did they manage it? How did this consumer financial service company move from being a print publishing company to establishing an SEO moat that generates millions in traffic that has ultimately been able to fundamentally shape culture, has been able to influence the financial decisions of so many people? How is it possible that despite the competition in this market where there are tons of blogs being published every single minute, every single day, how did they still thrive? What is Bankrate doing differently that has led to such a success? And how did their team create something great? Welcome to Create Like the Greats, a podcast where we take you into the inner workings of how some of the greatest creations of all time were created and how some of the greatest creators of all time did or do what they do. We study the strategies and techniques that some of the greatest creations of all time have taken advantage of so we can do the same. 
I'm Ross Simmons, your host, and I'm here to help you in your pursuit to create something great. In this episode of Create Like the Greats, we're going to be diving deep into the strategy that Bankrate used to generate a $76 million SEO moat. It's all built on a simple concept of what I like to call double eat. Google's double eat algorithm update fundamentally changed the way that businesses should view their sites. And Bankrate did it before that algorithm even took place. They embrace ensuring that every piece that they publish demonstrates expertise, experience, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. It's not just an acronym, folks. This is a way of thinking that a great business like Bankrate has been able to leverage to drive credibility and influence and a significant amount of revenue. Here's how the story takes an intriguing turn. Bankrate has not only leveraged this strategy to build a backlink empire, solidify its position as a source for millions of people seeking guidance on finance, they've also been able to use this to generate a significant amount of traffic on a regular basis on the back of content. If you're hearing about Google Eat for the first time, it's simply a strategy that is leveraging what Google uses as its guidelines around quality raters to assist in understanding what content should actually show up in the SERP. The SERP. I know I'm throwing around a lot of acronyms here, so let me break that one down for you as well. SERP is a search engine results page. Let's say you go to Google right now at this moment in time and you type in fresh sneakers. In the matter of seconds, you're going to see a handful of pages. Some of those pages are going to be blogs. Some of those pages might even be a Wikipedia page defining fresh sneakers. Some of them might just be ads. But that page that you're on where you see all of those results, all of the different links, that's called a search engine results page. And Double Eat is a philosophy and an approach that you can take to business to increase your ability and likelihood of ranking in the SERP. This is traditional, in some ways, SEO where you are placing emphasis not just in keywords and writing blog posts that rank and are aligned with the search, you're also placing emphasis on ensuring that the content, the landing pages, the the experience that the user sees, consumes, is built around experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Four key categories, four key qualities that Google values when assessing a piece of content and whether or not it should rank or not. And these serve as the building blocks for a strong presence online. Smart organizations have recognized that double lead is not something to put to the wayside. It is something that you need to embrace. SEO at large has traditionally covered a broad spectrum of tactics. You start the process by doing some keyword research, understanding what types of things your audience, your customers, the people you want to connect with are typing into Google every single day. Going out and creating landing pages that satisfy that search intent. You try to help the people who would type into Google, how do I clean my sneakers? How do I raise a round of funding? What is the best microphone that I should use for podcasting? Depending on your industry, you go out and you try to create these pieces of content. You optimize them for keywords by writing those words that the user would type into Google in your headline and in the introduction and throughout the piece of content. You ensure that that piece of content is also valuable, but that's pretty much where it ends. When you start to embrace double eat, however, you go a little bit deeper. You start to go into how can we ensure that when somebody reads this, when Google scrapes this, it is very clear that the author, the person behind this piece has experience, that they're an expert, 
that they can speak with authority and that the user should trust us as the brand voice speaking on this topic. Today, Bankrate has published a ton of content on the wonderful world of finance. If Bankrate suddenly decided that they were going to start writing pieces of content on the top 10 sweaters that you should wear in the winter, the top 10 swimming trunks that you should wear if you were going on an Italian vacation, very quickly you would notice that Google would be confused. So would the users and so would the rest of the world. Because that's not an area of topic that they are experienced in, have expertise in, are authoritative in, or can be trusted in. However, if a brand like TripAdvisor started to create pieces on that topic, it might work a little bit better. If a fashion company, a fashion blogger created that content, it would make a lot more sense because they have the experience, they have the expertise, they have the authority to speak on that topic. Taking lessons from Bankrate's playbook, my goal today is simple. I want to show you how you can replicate this strategy and how you can use it to drive results for you. But before we jump into that, we have to go back into time. We need to go back into time to 1976. Yes, 1976. I don't know how many of you were around in 1976, but if you were, I would love for you to take a moment right now, right here, to just leave me a five-star review, because I would really appreciate that. And if you're from 1976, then I would really appreciate just knowing Leave a comment and let me know that that's when you were born. I would love to know and hear from you. During the disco era, before the birth of the internet, the world of personal finance advice was scattered. It was lacking a unified source for reliable information, especially on the internet. And Bankrate decided that it was going to do something about it. Financial insights were, in many ways, confined to the pages of magazines and newspapers. And you would go into a library, you could see these magazines, you could go up to a stand and buy a newspaper and you could get this information. People really had to literally fumble through pages and pages of financial jargon to get insight and information around personal finance. Imagine searching for information on mortgage rates in Colorado Springs or a detailed overview of the Illinois housing market back in the day when everything was done over paper. This is why libraries were so popular. This is why libraries were so valuable. During this time, you had to sift through a wide range of different magazines and newspapers with no guarantee of getting the information you were seeking, and it would only be as good as the information was when it got printed. Finding financial information was akin to searching for a needle in a digital haystack. Let me take you back into time into my own world. I can remember back in high school when we did a stock trading exercise. Again, this was pre-internet. I've aged myself just by saying that. And I can remember us all having in this class to go every single week and check the newspaper to see what the stock value was for different stocks. We kept track of those stocks. We picked a stock and we tracked it every single week to see how it was growing and declining every single week. That's how you kept track of the value of stocks back then. Today, you can get real-time information, real-time data on how a stock is doing right now at this moment and at this time. As you listen to these words, you can go to Google and type in pretty much any stock that you can think of and you will see the information associated with it. Bankrate viewed the way in which people were learning about different things in different regions needed to change, and that the internet could be that catalyst to drive the change. Convinced that consumers needed a dependable source for things like bank rates, literally bank rates, saving rates, mortgages, personal loans, and more, Robert K. Heady, a journalist 
who was raised near Springfield, Massachusetts, took the initiative to go and create this service. He began publishing a newspaper called the Bankrate Monitor. He found Bankrate Monitor in 1976, featuring the only national index that tracked the bank saving rates since their deregulation. And do you know what the interesting part is? This index was presented in a way that the average person could understand. For instance, instead of using the term variable rate annuities, the paper used things that were a little bit more simplistic and for people to understand. They would just say fluctuating return investments. This allowed people to grasp the concepts more readily, bypassing some of the jargon that was thrown around within finance rooms and within the the universities, etc., and oftentimes acted as, in some ways, a barrier. There was no jargon. It was simple and straight to the point. And as expected, the people loved it. People embraced this initiative. Between 1976 and 1995, the weekly index gained popularity, becoming synonymous with the Dow Jones Industrial Average of Bank Rates. Bank Rate Monitor delivered data and trend information to 50 million households through broadcast and print media, including prestigious outlets like the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Money Magazine. Even the largest banks in the Federal Reserve of the United States actually subscribed to Bankrate Monitor's weekly newsletter and data services. In no time, Robert Heady became a recognized authority on banking matters. Now, when I say newsletter, you need to understand that I'm not talking about an email newsletter that goes into your inbox. I'm talking about a newsletter that is actually a letter that is delivered to your door. Wait, some people are just cluing in that the newsletter is actually inspired by the physical letter that had news on it that was delivered to their mailbox. Yes, that is exactly right. Robert became a trusted expert. Heady provided insights into new types of personal bank accounts, navigated consumers through bank mergers and failures, and approached personal finance issues from an independent journalist standpoint. You will understand the significance of this by the end of the episode, but it's very important to take note that this independent perspective was a key part of their success. Now, with the digital dawn starting to break in 1996, marked by the founding of Google and the entire internet revolution, every company faced a pivotal choice. They could continue to remain non-digital and continue with the brick-and-mortar style of business, or they could embrace this new, ever-changing world of the internet. Bankrate decided that it was going to embrace it. Bankrate left behind the dusty pages of print and wholeheartedly embraced the World Wide Web. They launched Bankrate.com, an internet iteration of Bankrate Monitor. Bankrate evolved continuously year after year with the internet and continued to establish themselves as a prominent online resource on a wide range of financial topics. Two years later, the company shifted. It shifted its entire focus to the internet. It started to phase out those physical newsletters in favor of digital ones and expanding their online presence. It was an audacious move and it came with, in hindsight, not so much risk, but at the time, it was considered very risky. The internet was still young. How could they know that they would succeed? How did they know that this bet would actually pay off? Only time could tell. And looking back, we can all say with so much 2020 hindsight, confidence, of course it was going to win. But at the time, no one really knew. 
Between 1996 and 2005, Bankrate.com evolved with the time. They provided users with tools such as a savings goal calculator, which assisted their users in setting and achieving their own financial objectives. Users had the ability to input desired saving goals, target timelines, and that initial investment, something that you've all probably seen at some point and used on a wide range of different banking websites. This is something that Bankrate was one of the early adopters and innovators to create, but it wasn't the only one. They also created a loan comparison tool that gave people the ability to compare various types of loans ranging from personal and auto to student. And then they launched the mortgage calculator. One of the most valuable tools on the internet that people use every single day, literally probably every minute of every day across the internet, mortgage payments are calculated on the back of this tool. As the internet matured, bank rates growth continued. Expanding its offering and encompass things like credit card comparisons, insurance information, and investment insights. These offerings really did commit to really simplifying the complexity of the financial decisions that everyone needed to make. They kept it simple, they kept it basic, and they kept it straight to the point. This enabled the users to make informed decisions. And this era firmly cemented Bankrate as a go-to resource for consumers looking for financial and personal finance advice. By the year 2010, the Bankrate website had grown and welcomed over 150 million visitors. 150 million people from all walks of life going to Bankrate to actually learn how to save and manage their money. Imagine the shock and surprise in the eyes of financial analysts and financial managers when they started to have people coming into their door with websites printed on paper saying, I was on a site called Bankrate and it said this. What are your thoughts? Their minds were blown. The industry would forever change. Information was now at the fingertips of the user, and the user could use this information to make better decisions for their finances. This is how you create content that shapes culture. In January 2011, they sealed a deal with Truve Media, which is an online marketing company that helps insurance, financial services, and real estate businesses connect with potential customers through a wide range of digital media offerings. In another strategic move to expand their services and in insurance comparison, they started to flex their muscle again. For $65 million in cash, they were able to acquire the assets of Innsweb Corporation, an online insurance comparison platform that provided consumers with the way of comparing and purchasing insurance policies from various providers. And to keep it in, interesting, they also decided that they would acquire another company called InsuranceAgents.com providing information, articles, and guidelines on how to achieve affordable insurance. The money-making moves did not stop there. In, bank rate, in 2011, Bankrate took center stage with a whooping, whopping $300 million IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. They followed that up with a secondary offering of $12.5 million shares at $17.50 a share. Six years after that, in 2017, Red Ventures, a leading digital consumer choice platform based in North Carolina, acquired them at a value of over $1.4 billion, $14 a share. The result of these milestones have been nothing short of impressive. You have to keep in mind that this all started with a simple newsletter. And now it's a successful organization worth billions of dollars. And it got me thinking, how did Bankrate do this? What was different about them versus many? 
And now we're going to dive in to this story about how they were able to go from the wild, wild west into a more established time of the internet and create content that has fundamentally shaped culture. Let's jump into it. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution program, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs. And a full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention, and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more with your customers today. First things first, what was it like to use Google before double E? before algorithms really existed and before the search engine was truly as sophisticated as it is today. Picture this, you're sitting at your computer, you're thinking to yourself, I'm gonna surf the web because back in the day, that was literally the phrase, it was called surfing the web, it was an activity. Now it's just a way of life, but surfing the web was something that you did, you experienced, and you're eager to learn about how to get your first home. You don't want to go up the street to the bank and talk to someone. You go to the internet and you type in the query, hoping to find all of this info. But what you get is a mess. It's like a river filled with fool's gold. You click on this and this and this, and you're going into the wrong wrong things. You don't know where to go. You're getting met with a whole bunch of different things on the internet, and you don't really find the content that you're desiring. This whole concept of the internet pre-algorithms and pre-SEO pre optimization was a very difficult time to navigate the internet. It was not easy. It was challenging. And as more and more people started to come online, more and more SEOs, marketers, and creators and companies started to realize that the way to show up was to use the words that the user was typing in. So they started to do that. They started to create a bunch of content, but this content wasn't always good. They just created content which had that keyword over and over and over again. They had landing pages with this content hidden at the bottom, thinking, oh, if I fill the bottom of my website with this keyword over and over and over again, I'll be able to capture their traffic. Some of the keywords at this time were being created and the first page had nothing to do with the information that they were looking for. It was in many ways, the wild, wild west. It wasn't just keyword chaos. It was internet chaos. No one really knew who they could trust. No one really knew what sources would have accurate information. And as a result, Google decided that they had to do something about it. They had to invest continuously in improving their search experience. They had to improve the way in which they identified what content would show up for the user. And Bankrate caught wave of this. 
Bankrate caught wave of this and that said, we need to become the source. We need to become the place where people can trust us. We need to create the stories, tell the message, get the content created and written by leaders who actually have real world experience that care about the people all over the internet who are surfing the web to find information on their personal finances. They recognize that this would give them the ability to build a solid connection with them and the user. But more than anything, it would give them the ability to reach more people than they currently were on the back of physical newsletters. So what did they do? They decided that they were going to start to create this content. They recognized and understood that a user themselves would be more likely to trust a brand or trust a, a piece of content that was written by an actual expert. You're not going to go into your physician's office and ask them for advice on how to allocate your retirement funds. You're not going to go to your financial planner and ask them for advice on how you should manage a certain illness that is going on with you. This is where the truth lies on the internet around expertise. Expertise and experience matters. And when Bankrate realized this, not thinking about it from an SEO lens, but thinking about it simply from a user lens, they went all in. They started to create pieces of content that were focused on their users. They started to create content that was focused on developing stories that were rooted in someone else's actual expertise. This idea and this concept started on the back of their actual founding. When you look at the founding of Bankrate, it makes sense that it was created by an independent journalist who was passionate about finance, that was passionate about these topics of personal finance. So when they started to create content at scale, they brought on additional experts. They brought on experts to create these pieces of content. When you go to their website right now, you can browse through and you will find pieces of content that are written and created by actual experts. This, again, was not done with the intention of shaping the way that Google views them. They did this because they recognized the importance of actually having experts create their content. Whether it's a chartered accountant, whether it's a financial analyst, whether it's somebody with 20 years experience in real estate, they have constantly invested time and money in ensuring that the authors behind their pieces were actually credible. This is how it's done. This is how they've been able to differentiate themselves from so many people across the board. Now, when you think about it, not from a value lens, but from an SEO lens, I go back to that acronym, double EAT. Experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. For readers, this is what they want. For Google, this is now officially what they want as well. When you actually bring on a writer to create a piece of content, you need to be thinking about how they show up for your audience, how they show up for the internet at large. For example, if you go to Bankrate's website today, they have a handful of pieces that are covering mortgage rates. One of the authors' name is Jeff Ostrowski. He's a seasoned expert in the world of mortgages. And before joining Bankrate back in 2000, he spent 20 years writing about this stuff. In addition to his experience, he's won awards in the group's journalism contest. He's covered everything from housing affordability 
And he's also generated awards on the back of things like advancing business editing and writing. He is someone who has double eat experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trust in the finance industry. But it doesn't end there. They also have a reviewer on some of their pieces. Reviewers are a set of individuals who have actual industry expertise who are on the day-to-day basis operating in things associated with finance and money, and they are reviewing these pieces of content to ensure accuracy and value to the reader. One of them is Greg McBride, who's the chief financial analyst for a company and a certified chartered financial analyst. He leads teams of finance researchers. He is, again, someone that you can trust. The credentials, though, aren't just letters. They're not just titles. The credentials are deeper than that. When you start to think about doubly, and you start to think about how your website is structured, you should be thinking about the people who are pressing publish on these pieces and whether or not their experience, their expertise, their authoritativeness, and trustworthiness can be showcased on your website as well. You see on Bankrate, when you click on any of those names, it takes you to an author page. And in that author page, it will give you all the details around that individual's degrees, certifications, industry awards, their current role, years of experience, and links to their various professional profiles all across the internet, making it easier for not only the user to understand that this is, yes, someone you should trust, but also Google, you should trust these people too. Bankrate actively seeks out in interviews experts. They get internal and external subject matter experts for their content to ensure that the stories are rooted in real valuable insights. This is how it's done, folks. They have another piece, which is a poll where they brought in a handful of external economists who specialize in housing markets and interest rates, and they developed predictions for what were going to happen over the course of a certain period of time. They do this over and over and over again, predicting from one quarter, one week to the next on what's going to happen with rates. Are they going to go up? Are they going to stay the same? Or are they going to go down? Whether it's the president of a website like Mortgage Grader, whether it's a mortgage planner at a company like C2 Financial, or whether or not it's a real estate economist actually from a university like Florida Atlantic, these individuals are being asked their opinions every single month, every other week to get insights around how they think about the mortgage rates. This is how you add value, folks, to your audience. This is how you ensure that the people who are consuming your content trust you, but also that Google trusts you. You're not just getting random people from the internet. You're getting people who are associate professors of finance. You're getting people who work within the Dale Carnegie Institute. You're getting regional vice presidents. You're getting actual PhDs, prominent figures within the mortgage industry. And you're taking these economic perspectives and sharing them with the world. This alone gives the bank rate domain the ability to be seen as a leader, to be seen as an authority, to be seen as someone that you can trust. But it goes beyond that, folks. Another important strategy that you want to leverage is thinking about how you can share your own personal perspective and experience as well. These individuals have walked the walk, so they can talk the talk. So no matter if you're creating content on a financial topic or a personal topic, something that is relevant directly to you, you have to be thinking about how you can ensure that your audience understands that you have experience, you have expertise, you are an authority, and you can be trusted. 
to summarize something here. Make sure that when you do develop a website, when you are creating a section on your site where you are pressing publish on content, that you are highlighting the experience of those who are creating it. That you leverage the expertise and experience within your existing team, but you are not afraid to reach out, to get new sources that are valuable and credible on your site as well. Share relatable stories from your own journey. And finally, always support your claims with credible evidence. Firsthand experience is valuable. But when you can start to collect that information from other people who actually have the credentials, it can take you to a whole nother level. And that is exactly how Bankrate did it. But it doesn't end there. Bankrate continues to embrace this idea of double eat by embracing this idea of showcasing their subject authority. Just as we kind of talked about around experience, the who matters as well. Who's providing the information? Are they actually experts? How do these experts approach these different subjects? Bankrate has constantly developed pieces of content that do this. One of the pieces that they've created, a mortgage rate piece, drives more than 1.3 monthly organic visits to their website. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have any pieces on my website that generate 1.3 million monthly organic visits, but they do. And they do it because they understand that mortgages are a topic that matter. But more than anything, mortgages are a piece of content. If they can create a piece of content that is timely, relevant, and constantly updated, people will find value in it. So the piece of content that they created answers a few key questions. What is the current interest rate? How much mortgage can I afford? How to get a mortgage? How does the Federal Reserve affect my mortgage rate? And what is mortgage rate lock? By answering these questions, not only are they able to satisfy the search queries of millions of people every single month, they're able to again solidify themselves as trusted, a trusted resource on this topic. Let's dive into how they think about it from a long tail perspective, because that's where it gets even more interesting. You see, as you're reading that mortgage rate piece and you're consuming it and learning, you're going to see that there's a bunch of links throughout. You're going to see that there's a bunch of different options that you can click on. They have a user experience that gives you the ability to provide your location, your estimated credit score, and so much more to get details that help you better understand your own personal situation. This is giving value in a way that most brands just don't. Most organizations don't give you a calculator to figure out directly for you, like what lender should you consider? How could this lender be better for you? They don't give you that type of info. But Bankrate does. They don't limit themselves as just giving you that content. They actually help you get the quotes. And by helping you get the quotes, they're able to build a deeper relationship and ultimately monetize all of that traffic. So a lot of people always say, Ross, what's the point of creating all this content if you don't turn it into ROI? I 100% agree. You have to be willing to invest in creating a content experience that connects back to the idea of actually generating revenue. For Bankrate, it turns out that they have a bunch of handful of deals and relationships with all of these different lenders, where if they do, in fact, go to a certain mortgage broker, that Bankrate's going to get a cut. Bankrate is going to get a kickback. Or maybe they're just a good old-fashioned advertiser, and they're paying to show themselves on this site. This is the game that they play. This is the game that they've played and won. 
they not only add value to the lives of their readers, but they're also adding value to the lives of their partners by sending them valuable leads, sending them valuable customers. Now, one of the things that Bankrate also has done well, outside of just having a landing page that speaks to things that really matter, they have scaled this across a wide range of different topics. Whether you're looking for best business loans, startup business loans, bad credit business loans, lines of credit, credit cards, you're looking for the best credit cards for, for personal, whether you're looking for the best reward cards, student cards, business cards, travel cards, they have covered everything that you can surrounding these topics. And on each of these pages, they again add value. They give you a list, they use actual experts, they actually bring in leaders in this world to make the reviews and make the suggestions on what credit cards you should have based off of your own situation. They do all of this on your behalf to make it easy. But again, it doesn't end there. They've also developed an entire section of their site targeting towards different types of individuals. Whether you're a personal, you're a human looking for personal loans, whether you're looking for information on credit cards, you're looking for information on investing, or you run a small business, they have information dedicated to you. On the small business front, you'll see a handful of pieces of content that educate brands and businesses on things like where to get a bad credit business loan, or how to start an Etsy business, or first-time small business loans, six things that you should know. They create all of these different pieces of content with a few things in mind. One, are these types of keywords and content assets things that would add value to that small business owner? And if we were to create this piece of content, is it a piece of content that could ultimately add value to our business as well? Meaning, if someone goes to Google and they're looking for how to get semi-truck financing and they read this piece from us that is written and covers how to get financing for your semi-truck, would it be valuable for us as a business to actually have a few different call to actions throughout that website, throughout that page, asking people, hey, here's a, off, here's a, here's a form where you can tell us how much you want to get a loan for. And we will partner with businessloans.com to give you within the matter of seconds a handful of different options that you might be able to use for your loan. Of course, it would be valuable. That's why they have high editorial standards and they treat themselves like a media company. They're a media company, but first and foremost, they are an insurance company. They are a loan company. They are a credit card company. They are spending a ton of money on content that sends people to these assets where they get a kickback on every single piece. The content is easy to understand. The content is optimized for search. The content adds value. It shows their expertise and it has links to other pieces of content on their site as well. They have established themselves as an authority by investing time and energy in creating high value content. At Bankrate, topics are assigned to writers who breathe and live finance. They tap into the expertise of these writers with a deep understanding of the subject matter, and writers with this experience and expertise go deep into a subject and create a great piece of content. The content is a treasure trove of valuable insights and information that has a bunch of different references to other reputable sources, whether it's government agencies, academic research, or insights from third-party experts, they are constantly ensuring that they are building a fortress of trust 
around their content. Now, not only that, they go the extra mile to fact track everything by bringing in a group of people who can actually review the content. They have an editor as well as a reviewer. So when you're on a page for best student credit cards of 2024, you will actually see that it was written by potentially just a regular writer who has deep background on credit cards. But then you'll also see that it may have been edited by somebody who's a senior editor for credit cards and then reviewed by someone who has years of experience on credit cards as well. This is how you ensure that you rank well. You make sure that it is clear that you are trusted, that you're an authority, and that the people who are reviewing the piece of content are also trustworthy. This is how it's done, folks. You make sure that the content that you're creating is thorough in nature. One of the things that Bankrate has done extremely well is that they have embraced this idea of creating long-form content, even amidst a world where everyone is saying that short-form content is what you should create. When people see you as an authority, a force to be reckoned with, they listen. And Bankrate does this on every single asset. And my hope is that you can replicate this too. If you want to be an authority for a product category, a topic, or, or some type of theme within your industry, you need to prove your knowledge. Develop a style guide that defines your brand voice. Start by figuring out exactly what your brand's identity is, the values, the mission, the personality that defines it. And after clearly defining your brand's identity, the next step is to know your target audience well. What do they want to read? What do they want to consume? And how do you ensure that the messages that you create and the stories that you tell resonate with them? This should all show up in your style guide. Another thing that you can do is to ensure that your content is always up to date. This is one of those things that a lot of organizations struggle with. The idea of constantly updating and maintaining your content over time versus just pressing publish once and updating it every year is something that a lot of organizations struggle with, but it shouldn't be a struggle. It's a major opportunity. There's a lot of misinformation that is out there on the internet, and a lot of it is due to the fact that people just don't update things with new information, new data. Find sources. Find APIs, find resources that you can update your old pieces with to ensure that they stay top of mind and relevant. Make sure that you are also embracing transparency, folks. Be transparent about the products. Throughout the Bankrate site, they tell you that these are advertisers. These are people who are sponsoring this piece. It is not hidden, so clearly communicate that. If you add value, no one's going to get mad because there's sponsored content or affiliate relationships connected to your content. Showcase your expertise. You can showcase your knowledge by sharing valuable insights, analysis, and real-world experiences through case studies, through blog posts, through essays, by actually having author pages created. Embrace that as well. Expand your influence by ensuring that the content that you create isn't just text. It goes above and beyond. If you're creating a piece of content on sustainable fashion, let's say, and you want to rank for the keyword sustainable clothing, go deeper. Create content on sustainable jackets. Create content on sustainable coats, on sustainable sneakers. Go deep and create content that is even adjacent to that topic by saying, here's how to build a sustainable wardrobe. You want to go deep on topics that are relevant to your customers and you don't want to limit yourself to one piece of content and assume that that is enough. Because as you create these other pieces of content, you can make more call to actions in your other pieces of content, telling people to read and check out another asset that you created on a certain topic. These links that you create 
just one part of the final thing that I'll leave you with, which is ensure that you are investing in backlinks. Backlinks are the backbone of how Google understands what content is healthy and good. Ensure that you are not only incorporating internal linking throughout your site, but that you are also investing time and energy in getting backlinks from other parties that are valuable to your website as well. If you do these things, you'll be successful at ensuring that it is clear to the readers, to the audience, and to Google that you are embracing double E. Let me wrap this up with this. There's no doubt that Bankrate is going to continue to face an increasing amount of competition in the years to come. We all know that the world of finance and information within it moves fast and needs to be high quality. Competition is getting stronger. How will Bankrate respond to these challenges? Will they be displaced? Will ChatGPT completely wipe them out? We're going to see. But I can say one thing for sure, that they have established a moat. And that moat has been established because they started from the beginning with one simple goal. Add value to the user. Add value to the reader. Ensure that every single American was receiving a newsletter physical that ultimately gave them the details they needed to understand where mortgage rates were at that time or bank rates were at that time. So how does it all come together for you? Simple. I want you to remember two simple ideas, two simple concepts, and my goal is that you take these and you use them in your business today. Invest strategically into content and SEO. Make sure that if you are going to try to be a digital first company, that you are optimizing your site for double E principles and that you're creating a content fortress that ultimately can keep the competitors out. Second step is to truly immerse yourself with your audience. Fall in love with them, understand them, embrace them, and use them as the insights will come from having dialogues with those customers. Tap into the influencers within your niche and the experts within your niche to elevate your authority in the topic. Because folks, algorithms will change, traffic volumes will change, the value of a backlink will also change. But one thing that will be forever is that people will love those who help them. Content that is helpful, products that are helpful, services that are helpful. If you can be helpful, then you will win in your business. And my hope is that this episode was helpful for you. If you enjoyed it, please share it with one of your colleagues, share it with one of your friends, drop a comment, or if you could be so kind, please drop that five-star review. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ross Simmons, and I will see you on the internet. Go create something great. If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down.